It's the Go Gopher Podcast with Mike Grimm, episode number 66. I am Mike Grimm, voice of the Golden Gophers, and welcome back to the podcast. We're talking Golden Gopher football in this week's show as we're getting closer and closer to the annual spring game, which is set for Saturday, April 22nd at 11 o'clock at the stadium. It's our pleasure to welcome to the podcast for the very first time co-defensive coordinator and cornerbacks coach Nick Monroe. They call him the Swag Daddy. We'll find out why that's his nickname. We'll deep dive into his coaching philosophies, his recruiting philosophy, this coming year's team, and his deep history with Gopher football. I promise you'll love the conversation, so please stick around and listen. Our Go Gopher podcast is presented by alumni-owned Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're a business founder planning to exit your business, start by contacting Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and acquisitions. Sunbelt serves more businesses up to $5 million in revenue than anyone. And True North M&A serves companies with revenues up to $150 million. Get a confidential, no cost, no obligation business valuation started today. Hey, make the most of your life's work. Visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. We're also glad to have Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union with us here on the Go Gopher podcast. Affinity Plus is proud to support Gopher Athletics and as a main sponsor of this podcast. Affinity Plus is your local credit union throughout the state of Minnesota. Find out more at affinityplus.org slash go gophers. Our podcast is also sponsored by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland at champlininsurance.com. We're podcasting episode 66 from the Aquarius Home Services studio. One other quick note, if you're a restaurant or other business who would like to have the podcast shown live from your venue and are interested in partnering with us, contact the great folks Folks at Talk North. We'd love to be on location on a more regular basis. Go to talknorth.com, find Karen Cleary for details. We invite you to subscribe to the podcast as well. You can go back and listen to Pass Go Go for Podcast. Last week, for example, we were in Tampa, Florida at the Frozen Four. We had the voice of Go for Hockey Waldy Shaver and also enjoyed a visit with Jess Myers from the Rink Live. It's a little outdated now, but you still can go back. A lot of good info in that podcast. This week, it's episode six. 66 of the Go Gopher podcast, and we're talking Golden Gopher football with the swag daddy, Nick Monroe. My conversation with him is next. I'm Clay Geary, walk-on, turn scholarship, wide receiver for Gopher football. And I'm Ben Utek, U of M alumni, Super Bowl champion, and Tony Dungy Uncommon Award winner. We understand championship culture, which is why we're part of the True North family of companies. True North invests in only elite teams, like the champion team at Sunbelt Business Advisors, Minnesota's largest seller of companies. To learn more about True North and our diverse family of independently owned companies, visit truenorthequitypartners.com. Hi, Gopher fans. Switching is easy. We do it all the time. We switch on lights. We switch TV channels. We switch on the TV. And with the new transfer portal, some college students even switch colleges, which can seem crazy to us diehard fans. But what's not crazy is how you can switch and save with State Farm. In fact, my agency can switch you over so we can start saving today. My team is ready to welcome you to the State Farm neighborhood and show you it is, in fact, easy to switch and save. When you want the real deal, check us out at champlininsurance.com. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
It's episode number 66 of the Go Gopher podcast, and we're talking Golden Gopher football here. Nick Monroe is the new co-defensive coordinator and cornerbacks coach at Minnesota, and he joins us here in our studio. And, Coach, good to see you. Oh, man, great to be seen. Great to be seen. Welcome back to Minnesota, right? I yes, mean, you've sir. got a great history with this state, which we'll, which we'll get into. You, you uh, re-arrived in January. How, was, how has it been since then? I tell you what, it's been surreal. It really has. It still does not even seem real. It's um, it's like I wake up every single day and it's like I'm dreaming. I mean, I always had you know visions and and hopes and dreams of getting back here someday, and it just it happens all so fast, and it's it's a real blessing to be back. It is um, a little, as you mentioned, surreal, and maybe irony is a word you were coaching against this group of Gophers a few months ago in Yankee Stadium uh, as the Syracuse defensive coordinator. And here you are now coaching for this group. Um, and I know there were some coaching uh, changes on that defensive side of the football for Syracuse. Uh, and uh, take me through what it's like t- to coach against a team that you're familiar with, that you have a background with a little bit, even if it's been years ago, to right. all of a sudden here you are coaching with that team now. It- you know, again, like the best way I can describe it is it's just it's like I'm in a dream world right now. You know, um, things got really hectic there at Syracuse at the end. And for about a month there, I was the uh, the interim defensive coordinator. And when we found out we were playing in Minnesota, I was like, oh, wow, how crazy is that? Playing against, you know, the team that I grew up cheering for in my home state team. And, um, you know, doing interviews left and right with, with, with folks back here in the Twin Cities. And, you know, um, preparing for a very good football team, obviously, um, you know, they presented a lot of problems offensively and whatnot. And, uh, you know, I felt like we had a good beat on their personnel and, and what they try to do. And sure enough, you know, shortly after the game, um, I get a call from from Coach Fleck. And next thing you know, um, here I come to, to Golden Gopher Country. And, you know, the, 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 the trickiest thing about it was all with my six-year-old boy, Wyatt, my, my little boy, Wyatt. Um, he was so confused by it. He's like, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We just got done not liking the Gophers. Now we like them? Like, he was so <laughs> perplexed by that. It didn't make any sense. And, you know, since then, obviously, him and my wife have been out a few times, and they've come to practice. And, of course, he's, he's already figured out his, his new favorite team, which is, which is a good thing. He's already got his, his jerseys and everything lined up, so yeah. we're good to go there. Because all he has known is Syracuse, right? That's exactly it's a team right. to cheer for, right? No, that's exactly yeah. right. That's exactly right. He's all, uh, it's, he was born there. He, he's grown up there the last six years. And, um, you know, not, like I said, this was a— it was a tricky situation trying to explain to him everything that was going on, but but he's got it. He's got it figured out now. He's got it figured out. He now. likes Goldie now, that's for sure. Is um and and how is he? Uh, does he is he old enough now to understand kind of what you do and what yes, you, you know and understand the game a little bit and want to go to the games and put on a jersey and all? That? Yeah, he's he'll be at every single game, a home game that is. But uh, even this morning, you know, when we do our FaceTimes early in the morning, he says, "Hey, Dad, uh, you guys run any two man?" I said, "What? <laughs> what?" He goes, "Yeah." Well, how about any robber? I'm like, hey man, what, what have you been watching on TV? Oh my goodness! Obviously, obviously, it must have been some YouTube Madden stuff that he heard. My wife was cracking up, obviously, but I just, I thought it was absolutely hilarious. He could tell you what the positions are. He could tell you he's going to be, you know, he thinks he's going to be a, a backer or a or a. You know, he, he thinks he's a receiver right now. He won't. He'll probably be more of a, a tight end backer, is what I think he's going to probably be someday. But he loves this stuff, so it, it's it's fun. And my wife and I have never pushed him toward that. It's just yeah. it's fun watching him 
come up with his own likes and loves and passions, you know, and I guess being around it the whole time, he just, he's really enjoyed it. Yeah. And you mentioned maybe a receiver, um, but you know, with his dad as on the defensive side of the football, he's got to be a, he's got to be a linebacker. Yeah. No, no question. Right? Backer safety yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get him on the good side. Right. No for question. Sure. For sure. That's where, that's where, you know, that that's where games are won and lost is on that side of the football, right? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. No, no doubt. All right. So you grew up, we'll get to this now. Uh, you grew up in Minnesota, Matamidi, Minnesota. Yes, sir. Um, and, and so take me through this winding tale of, of uh, growing up there, playing football. Yeah. Uh, your dad was a coach here. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. Take us through all that. Yeah, you know, I was I was I was born in you know the north part of Kansas City. Grew up there for till we were about seven ish, eight ish. Moved up here. Dad was a college football coach. He in the local area here. He coached at Bethel, at St. Thomas, here, Mankato, uh, Minnesota State. Now, um, you know, went to school at Matamidi. Uh, graduated from there, got a chance to play college football myself up at St. Cloud State. Uh, it was a great opportunity, a great experience, wouldn't change anything. Um, you know, and when I was done playing, the next best thing was was coaching, you know. And um, we got to, uh, <laughs> got my first job at a small Division three school out in northwest Pennsylvania, um, Allegheny College. And been doing this now for 21 years, so it's it's kind of wild, really <laughs> wild, you know. So, but it's um, growing up here, you know. Obviously, dad coached here for a few years, Gophers fan, you know, my whole life, and um, got a chance to see a lot of games in the old Metrodome, which was really yeah. cool. Um, in fact, in high school, we got to play there. You know, back then, you know, once you made it to the state semis, state championship game, prep got a chance bowl, to yeah. prep bowl, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, it is. It, it's still it's still kind of wild when you drive through Minneapolis and you see that beautiful new stadium sitting where the dome used to sit. You yeah. know, but um, yeah, just. Uh, like I said, it's just it's all coming full circle. So, how old do you remember being when your dad was here? He was with Jim Wacker, right? Jim Wacker, yes. And sir. then you would would you come and maybe watch practice? Oh when yeah, he was coaching yeah. And stuff? How how old would you have been at, around that time? Then? I was in uh, eighth grade, ninth grade, tenth grade, right around that that range, right yeah. there. And um, so I was clearly old enough to know what was going on, and you know, just just being around the coaching staff, watching what they do watching their interactions with the players and then going out to practices and watching the interactions with the players and, and just what it took day in and day out to to be a part of this this wonderful game. It was it was very cool. In fact still when you walk over into the old facility here I can I can still remember us being practices in there. I can remember us being at Gopher football camp when we were in high school. And I can still recall certain memories from even being in the old field, the Rod Wallace field house, yeah. you know, and uh, remember where all the offices were in this building and whatnot. It's, uh, it's, it is. It's 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 bizarre. It yeah, really is. It's like a little deja vu there, I'm sure. Um, and now when you think about it, and that at the time, um, the, the old building now, as you mentioned, the Rod Wallace building where, where uh, you know, uh, some of the other sports, baseball, softball, and yes, others sir. work out now. Soccer's in there sometimes. Um, at the time, that was that was newer, newer, oh, and yeah. it was nice. It was, you know, hey, this is uh, one of the best in the Big Ten, and then it kind of gets older, and now, it, you know, we're all getting up there a little bit more. So no question. now when you come back to campus, what did you think when you saw the, when, when you saw the new building? I, I didn't even understand it. Like, I was I was perplexed by the whole situation. In fact, for the first few weeks when I was back here, I would get lost at least a couple times a day in the new building because 
It's huge, and yeah. it's beautiful, and it's aesthetically good-looking, and it's got everything you'd possibly want or need. And I, I was just blown away. I couldn't believe that the facilities were this nice. And I'd, I'd been back a couple times. You know, obviously, Coach Rossi and I have been good friends for years, so when I was in town, I'd come over and we'd talk ball. But I never he never took me through like a, like a tour of the new facilities or anything. So I had seen very limited pieces of the new, the new facility, but – yeah, what a what a phenomenal advantage that is for us to have that to be able to show show recruits and you know let our own football players be able to to go through that day in and day out because that the re- I, I tell everybody I just say the resources and facilities here are completely out of this world and and they really are and you you, you can't fully understand it unless you come and see it in person. Yeah, I and now I've been around since it opened. I'm not there every day like you guys are, but I also I even get confused like which floor is that again? Now, exactly. you know, which, where where do I go to get to the players lounge or we had to actually broadcast a couple of the spring games from the players lounge because of the of, of crappy weather the oh, last yeah, few years. Sure. Hopefully this year knock on wood right. uh, as we talk it's a Thursday, it's a week from Saturday the spring game. Hopefully uh we'll, we'll get some great weather like today. It's no question. 80 degrees here in the Twin Cities. Um, so your, your dad was coaching. Marty yes, sir. was coaching here. How is he now? Is he in good he, health? He, he is. Did he continue to coach? Tell he, us about uh, Yeah, no, he, 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 after here, he went back to St. Thomas. Then he went to Minnesota State. And I was playing at St. Cloud State at the time. So we were, you know, we were kind of borderline enemies at that time. <laughs> but the last couple of years um, that I was finishing up playing, he, he just decided to get out of it finished watching me play, which was really cool um, for him to do that, traveled, you know, in all of our away games. And that was that was really a special deal for me because, you know, I mean, you get so entrenched and pouring in to your own team and these young men that there's, you know, there's there's not all that extra time you have, you know, whether it was being able for him to watch me or, or coach me myself. Um, he took those last couple of years and just was a dad and, and was able to to watch me finish playing. It was great. In fact, what is today? Today is the 13th, I believe, right? So just yeah. a couple of days ago, he had his 71st birthday. It's the first time I'd been home for one of his birthdays in, in quite some time. So that that was cool, and he's in great health, you know, and doing well. In fact, I think he's going to probably come out to practice either this Saturday or the spring game, which will be his first time coming back for, gosh, almost 30 years, you know. So, yeah, yeah no, it's a – it's a it's a it's a good thing to to be able to be back around family and friends that I grew up with because you know again that's a special deal growing up as Gopher fans and now get to be a yeah. you know a, a piece of, to the whole puzzle. How cool is it too now to have your son around your parents and grandparents more often? You know this is this is going to sound crazy, but at at Syracuse. So when I was at Colgate University years and years ago, that's upstate New York. It's not very far from Syracuse. Yeah. That's where my wife is from. And um, so then, you know, we got to Bowling Green in Ohio. And when my former boss, Coach Babers, got the Syracuse job and offered me a job to go back there, my wife and her family were ecstatic because all her family is 45 minutes outside of Syracuse. So it was like we hit the jackpot. Ah, So, you know, and when Wyatt was born, he was around her whole side of the family. Well, she knows how this game goes. It's very rare for you to stay at one place yeah. your entire career, but we've we've done a good job. We've stayed at, you know, six years, six years, seven years. And she always said, you know, when the time comes for us to move, there's two places that I'll move with you to, joking around. <laughs> but she always said, Florida or Minnesota? Because, yeah. you know, she'd been back to Minnesota so many times, yeah. and she's gotten close with my family and all my friends and their wives and whatnot. So she was actually very excited 
for the move to Minnesota. And, you know, like you said, now our, our son is able to be around this side of the family um, for the next stage of his life, which is, it is, it's a, it's a very cool deal. I tell everybody now it's, it's kind of flipped right now. We used to take our vacations to Minnesota. Now we'll take our vacations to, to upstate New York, yeah. you know, to see her family. Right. So either place you're shoveling snow, either place right? we are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which right. Is, which yeah. is fine. I see why she would say Florida. I was just there last week for hockey and, um, it was nice at night to uh, walk out in short sleeves. I'm not <laughs> right. a big heat. Like, if it's 93, that's a little warm for right. my taste. But right. at night when it was, you know, 78, beautiful. Right. Go out for a walk Absolutely. and do that. So I, I know why Florida was on her list, I think. No sure. question. Um, and now uh, the, the hecticness. You mentioned the the idea that you've been able at least, you know, uh, you know, from Allegheny to, uh, to Colgate to Bowling Green to Syracuse. It, it isn't like... 12 stops in 12 years, which some, oh. some of your colleagues have probably had to do, Absolutely. you know, and it's different now, um, maybe even than it was, uh, you know, years ago where, you know, coaches, coaches at least now are making money where it, it it's worth some moves. Right. And I remember, I, mean, I remember even covering the, when I was in St. Louis, the St. Louis Rams, and there's NFL coaches way back when that, you know, they're not making a lot of money and it's like 15 right. houses and 15 right. years or apartments or condos or whatever they could do. Um, so you've been a little lucky, a little lucky, I'll say that way just in that you're, you're not you know bouncing Absolutely. every single year like some some coaches have to do no question I've been I have been I've been fortunate I've worked for really good bosses and um you know every place been fortunate to have success which has allowed us to stay employed and um that that's uh that is and especially I think as you know as you get older, I mean, moving's not the most fun thing in the world. You know what I mean? And and luckily, I got a, a really cool wife. She handles that stuff. Now, she's handled the last – this will be the third move in a row she's handled. So yeah. I'm thankful that she's been able to do that because that's, that's not a lot of fun when you got to pack up the house and do all that stuff. Yeah, well, and now you're you're in the thick of spring ball, getting to know your new team and uh, new coaches because you got to blend in with that too. So it really – it really is nice to you know that she can do that. Have you guys found a place? We're still looking, or how? We're still looking. Yeah. Um, it is. It is. That is a little bit stressful, but um, we're we're getting close. We're getting close. We've narrowed it down, and we've got some. We've got our eyes on a few few targets, and I. Hopefully in the next two to three weeks here we'll get this thing sorted out finally. We're we're uh, you know we're in the fourth quarter right yeah, now. We're yeah. heading, we're 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 driving right now. Finish we're driving strong. down. Yeah, we're gonna finish this and punch it in the end zone. So that'll be the goal right here. Yeah, very good. And you mentioned you have a lot of family and friends. Uh, you know, have you have you uh, been able to uh, go find some old high school buddies too that you've stayed in touch with or oh, yeah. cousins or what have no, you? No, there's a there's a group of us. There's a group of um, six of us that graduated you know, in high school together. And, um, even over the last number of years where, you know, we have our video group chats and our group chats and we, and we, we do, we communicate somehow, some way every day. Well, the cool thing was when I did accept this job and got this job, I, I FaceTimed every single one of them separately and gave them the news, um, which was really like, like some of them didn't even believe it. They're like, yeah. "Come on, are you serious?" And uh, no, like you know, right now it's it's a it's a good grind right now with spring ball. But you know, they're all over on the the northeast side of the cities. Most of them are, and we get a chance to see each other here and there. So it's it's pretty cool. Probably the the coolest thing though is because I kept my dad in the loop. I usually keep him in the loop on what's going on, but we didn't tell my mom yet. Yeah. So my wife and I, the day I knew everything was 100% official and we're good to <laughs> go. sealed and delivered. Exactly. We FaceTimed mom, and I'll never forget her face. She was just, 
her oh. mouth was wide open and she had tears going down her eyes. And even, you know, there's certain nights where I get home because right now I'm staying at their house. Like yeah. I'm in high school again, you know, and <laughs> got she's got dinner. Room. She's got dinner ready. And, you know, she's just like, she'll, she'll say, I, I just I just cannot believe you're home. I cannot believe this. I'm like, I, yeah. I know, mom, it's it's pretty cool. That's so, great. yeah. So you're, you got your old room you in your old room. No, not in my it's old different room. room. Okay. Different. I got. They've pretty much made the basement mine right now. Cause you know gotcha. my wife and Wyatt, they'll they'll fly back. They usually fly out here every two to three weeks. We try. We, yep. we what we what we attempted to do was say, hey, let's let's figure out a way we never go more than three weeks over these next four months. So it, they were they were just out last week. Now spring recruiting and whatnot, you know, it'll be a little bit tougher, but they'll be out here uh, mid June for good. So just gotta just yeah. gotta get through about uh, about two more months here, and we'll be yeah. then we'll be one happy family one big again. Happy family. Yes, that's sir. Pretty, that's pretty cool. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Uh, you mentioned Joe Rossi and and your relationship with him, and he was at Allegheny, and I'm I'm forgetting now. Was he there before you, or did you? He was. He had just got done playing and just graduated right when I got there. So we were both like we've both coached the same amount of seasons. Uh, we're both virtually the same age. He's a little bit older. I like yeah. to, you know, like to like to make sure I throw that in there. But um, yeah, we've known each other for 21 years now, and it just it's been a it's been a great friendship because it's it's evolved full circle, right? Like it was first, it kind of started off just as young coaches. You know, we were just trying to find find this this whole path together, and we we kind of did that, you know, out in the Northeast, and then. As we we continued both to climb the ladder, then we'd run each other, run into each other on the recruiting trail. A lot of times down in South Florida, um, and then as, as even the next stage, you know, we started um, getting together yearly. Like his, their staffs and our staffs would uh, get together. Um, I know for a couple of years in a row there, we met up at Vanderbilt, and the whole defensive staff at Rutgers. And that was when I was at Bowling Green. We'd get together and do just defensive jamboree, sort of speak, and clinic each other. Um, and then, you know, once he got here, uh, when I'd come back, you know, on vacation and stuff, I'd, I'd come in and see him and yeah. just talk ball. And, you know, over the years, we've had some common opponents. So we've been able to, to game plan and run ideas off of each other. And um, even, 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 you know, even as we got older and started having children and whatnot, you know, just it was a good friendship to have just to, you know, we, we we're, I guess we have boys, you know, we don't have yeah. any girls, the two of us. So we have boys, you know, our girls are our wives. So, we, we, yeah. you know, it's just been a, it's been a fantastic relationship over the years, just evolving as, as we mature, you know, as, as men, you know, through this whole thing called life, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, so, for sure. A well, lot of fun. I remember talking with, uh, with Joe at the bowl game in New York city, um, and, ask him about it. And he said, you know, interesting, Allegheny was just maybe the first little meeting, but he said it was really later on when you guys got closer, maybe. Yes, sir. Like he, he, he made a reference to some sort of a referee situation. He was refing some, I don't know, some intramural basketball game. And um, he said that that was that was what he remembered about it. And then that you, you guys would pass each other in the office on occasion, in the football office. Right. And then he said, you know, kind of go your own way. And then all of a sudden, he's like really formulated this great friendship as the years went by, as you just described. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, yeah. In fact, the other day, uh, when we were outside last Saturday, I'm like, you know what we need to do? We need to we need to take a picture of us and send it to all because we've had a lot of the same mentors sure. over the year. And he's like, you're right. We got to do that. And his wife actually took the picture. She's like, look at you two. You're both smiling. Look at that. <laughs> I'm like, yes, we are. We sent it off to a bunch of our old previous mentors and whatnot. And you know, just 
it's uh, it's 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 awesome. That's pretty cool. Um, I got to read a quick commercial here from our sponsor, and then I want to ask you a little bit about the defense, about yes, this sir. team, about spring ball. Affinity Plus is one of our sponsors here. We're great and thankful to have them along for the ride. They're your local credit union, proudly serving Minnesota since 1930. If you're a current Gopher student or proud Gopher alum, you're eligible to join this financial that wants to build a meaningful banking relationship and put you first. You can meet with a local employee at many of at any, I should say, of their branches. They're statewide including one right here near campus on University. To learn more or find another way to connect, go to affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, federally insured by NCUA. Nick Monroe is with us, co-defensive coordinator, cornerbacks coach. And I'm going to start this segment by asking you the swag daddy. (laughs) Now, Last, a couple of weeks ago, Andy Greeter asked Joe Rossi, uh, do you call him the swag daddy? And I had no idea what he meant. This was right. in a news conference <laughs> setting. I'm like, is he talking about a player? Who? The swag mm-hmm. daddy. And then it wasn't until uh, later that I found out that, no, you are the swag daddy. How did that come about? That's that's the rumor anyway. That's the rumor. <laughs> no, uh, it, it was it was one of those deals that happened years ago down in South Florida. And, uh, you know, one of the coaches – nickname me that it it stuck the all the recruits started calling me that and then over the years it just it really did it, it stuck and um you know it was something that I actually kind of attempted to try to like hey let's see if we can slide away from this but it just it stuck with <laughs> once me. you got it you got it we, we got it yeah so you know what you have you have two choices right you can either just you know, be depressed about it and pout about it. You can embrace it. So yeah, I embrace it, man. I'm, it. I'm embracing it. And here we are, another year of the swag daddy. How did, how did it, you mentioned in Florida, so was it just you you were a good dresser, you look good, you got a nice, you know, nice hair? Uh, uh, you know what? It was, it was just, honestly, I, I am, I'm high energy all the time. And, yeah. and I, and I do, I, I'm blessed and I'm fortunate to be around this game still. I don't call it work because it's really not. It's just, it's, it's my passion and it's, it's fun. And um, I guess I just have always had a high volume of energy and enthusiasm. And, um, you know, the other thing someone taught me a long time ago, they said, you know, when you're recruiting, you want to be able to be a little bit different. Mm -hmm. You want to be able to make an impressionable first impression because you never get a second chance to make that first impression. So the ability to be just a little bit different, you know, and when that nickname came about, I'm like, you know what? This kind of brings everything together right here. I mean, Kids are going to remember that nickname. Who else? Who else is nicknamed that? You know, yeah, so right. it, it it stuck, and it was a good thing because it did. It it made me different. Where because I mean everybody was going to South Florida to recruit and like, oh, who's this guy? Oh, there there he is. A There's swag a swag daddy. daddy. You know, and then the worst part is is as I was silently trying to kind of, you know, just just kind of put it in the back closet, so to speak. Everybody around here in the office started started going on it, and it just it revitalized. It came right off of uh, right off of the, the hospital bed there, and it it, it got jump started again. You know, yeah, that's uh, that. Well, and Andy Greeter, when he asked that question, I, I didn't know. Now we know. And yes, sir. <laughs> we're gonna call you the Swag Daddy when we get a chance for sure. Um, I know Andy asked uh, Joel Ross if he called you that, and he said once, and then you called him the Grinch, and that was it. So I don't know if he made that story up or if that was really true. <laughs> no, it's the truth. That's, that's the, the truth. truth. Yeah, like uh, we like to. Rossi and I have a like a really good relationship. Like we're not we're not geniuses by any stretch, but we're not um, we're not fools either. But yeah. we have a we have a wittiness to us where we can 
we can bust each other's chops a little yeah. bit and have a good time. And I think, <laughs> I think the rest of the staff enjoys it too because they're like, wow, these guys are. These guys could have their own TV show right here, you know what I mean? So, yeah, we have a good time with that, that's for sure. How has that blending now been? Uh, obviously, Joe is established here with what he wants to so, do. You can bring some ideas in. You have run that 335 that has been, yeah. um, I, you know, emerging, I guess. Like, more and more teams are picking it up because it's been so good. Um and and Minnesota's basically been a four two five a four three. I right. mean, are there things that uh, as you blend that uh, you can hybrid some a few things? You know, um, years ago when I was with Mike Elko, who's now the head coach at Duke, um, I was a part of this system. Now, listen, Joe has evolved with this system and found new answers and and created new things for the wave of offenses that he's seen year to year, especially in the Big Ten. That I, I have. I am just amazed at what it has become. Like I said, years ago, back in like 2010 to 2013, I was with Elko and we did a lot of this stuff, but it wasn't, it wasn't to this degree. Like I said, it's evolved so much. I'm just really impressed on how Coach Rossi has the, he has the system, he has the answers to the system, how he implements it, and how our players know it. I mean, our players know it like it's in and out. And it's just, it's poetic watching this thing on a daily basis. It really is. Um, like I said, I I think every system has a place. It just depends on what your personnel is, what your philosophy is a football team, and, of course, who you're playing year in and year out. You know, what league are you in? The ACC is totally different from the Big Ten as opposed to the SEC, as opposed to the Pac-12, as opposed to the Big 12. They're all different, yep. you know? So I think if you were saying, hey, what system are you going to run? Well, number one, I think it depends truly on what your personnel is. What kind of players can you get to to your location? You know, what's the head coach's philosophy? What is the team philosophy? And then, of course, who are you playing against? And I, I – I absolutely love our system. I love the way it's implemented. I love the way our kids know it inside and out. Um, it, 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 they've, they've taken ownership within it. Um, it's, 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 I love it. I yeah. absolutely love it. Well, you're coaching cornerbacks in addition to your co-defensive coordinator duties. Uh, right now, there's it's a little thin, right, in it terms of numbers. Thin. Yes, sir. Um, that can be good, though. Guys are getting all kinds of reps. Uh, what do you? What do you? What do you? What can you tell us about your group right now? Yeah, it's it's. It's so cool. Knock on wood. They've done a fantastic job of taking care of their bodies, right? Hydrating, getting sleep, nutrition, the extra stretching, the extra flexion, all that good stuff. And they've, they've hey, listen, none of them can complain about reps. Yeah. I can tell you that, you know. <laughs> um, but I, I just really appreciate how hard they work and how much dedication they've put into this this family of ours because it, it's not easy when you only have four to five guys out there running around going through spring ball like this and um listen there's talent there there is there is absolutely talent there it's just that you know as, as time goes on guys get worn down and injuries are part of the game right that's just that's the way it is so you know we, we do need to build up a little bit of uh depth there and we will we'll get that done we got guys coming in and whatnot and it'll be great it's just um i just tip my hat to them because they haven't complained, they haven't blamed anybody, they haven't, they haven't, um, you know, ever come out to a day, a meeting, a practice, a walkthrough, a, a weightlifting session, and just 
been sour or been salty. They've been they've embraced everything. They've been excited about it. They've had great energy and and they've come to work. They've rolled up their sleeves and and attacked it every single day. Just a true necked on mentality. And it's that's encouraging to me. That's exciting to me getting to see you out and be a part of that every day. That makes our jobs easier and it makes it even more fun. You know, the headliner of that group is is Justin Wally now a two year starter. What what have you seen from him and and where is his uh, ceiling? How where can he go? Do you think? The first thing I'll say is this: What a fantastic human being! What a fantastic young man! I mean, <laughs> again, you know, a lot of this stuff goes back to being able to show these young men that hey, we're also husbands and fathers too. And you know, when my wife and Wyatt were out at practice. He's after practice playing with them. They're they're drawing up routes in the sand against other guys. And next thing I know, they're doing the gritty dance after touchdowns. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, look at this. He's got a innate ability to connect with people. He's really become a leader here this spring. He's been able to activate his voice. He's been able to demand attention, respect, not just from his play, but from what he's also saying. Um, I think everybody gravitates around him. He makes others better around him. He's got an elite skill set that is just I mean it's I got to make sure I just don't mess him up okay let's be honest like he does he's he's got a chance to be you know one of the best in the country in my opinion he's got speed he's got hips he's got ball skills he's got competitive nature within him and he's got a a a willingness just to find a way to win that's that's what it's very important to him you know and he's a lot of fun to be around I enjoy I enjoy talking to him after meetings or after practice and just hearing what he has to say because I'll be the first to admit I learn as much from these young men as they learn from me because, again, society's changed, right? It's it's an evolving game. you got to be able to adapt and improvise and overcome and find new creative ways to teach, new creative ways to get things across because it's not what we know, it's what they know, and it's can they execute what they know in the heat of the moment, you yeah. know, so. The thing I've liked about him in his time, and I think he can take that next step or two as well, to, as you mentioned, be one of the top in the country, is that he, uh, when the ball's headed his way, he has a knack to to be around it. He um, does. And, that, like, if you're a corner, uh, I mean, you'd love to if, hey, you're so good, we're not going to throw your way at all. But if you're a corner and the ball's in your area, um, he's, you know, he's been able to make plays on the football, whether it's an interception or a PBU or what have you. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a... Uh, I think that's one of the the toughest things for a corner in today's game to do because so many offenses will just say, I mean, they will. They'll look they'll look for a, a weak link, so to speak, or whoever they want to target. And if they are struggling on offense, they'll just throw the ball up there, see if a corner or a DB can play the ball in the air because yeah. so many guys panic, right? Um, it's not the easiest thing to do, yeah. especially with all the – it's an offensive game, right? And, and guys can do different things to really twirl you and twist you and, and get you mixed up a little bit. So if your eyes aren't right and your body position is not right and you, you don't feel comfortable with that ball in the air when the spotlight's bright on you, it can be a long day, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, But he does. He's got that ability to make high-speed decisions in the heat of the battle, in the heat of the moment. And um, that, that's what I think really will propel him this season and taking the next step to being one of the great ones.
talked about your relationship with Joe Rossi and uh, and that you were comfortable and familiar with him all the way up through. So let me finish our, our interview here in our podcast by asking you about P.J. Fleck, who, yes, sir. you know, everyone knows nationally that guy. You mentioned you're energetic. Obviously, uh, you know, P.J. is known for his energy as well. Um, how well did you know him before you got this job? And then right. uh, what's it been like now since January to be on staff with P.J. Fleck? You know, I first met him when he was at Rutgers and I was at Bowling Green. In fact, um, I did. I met him. We were both on the road together in South Florida recruiting. And, um, you know, after that, he became the head coach at Western Michigan and I was at Bowling Green. And we would play, we played them a number of times. And I would always go. Uh, I remember one year they beat us and I, I went afterwards to the locker room and congratulated him because when he took that program over, you know, it was a total, total rebuild. Mm-hmm. And they had really started to climb the ladder and get things going. And I went to the locker room after our game when they had beat us, and I just said, hey, man, great job. You're doing a heck of a job. I mean, fabulous. Like, I know this stuff's not easy. And, um, you know, over the years even, um, just here and there, we'd bump into yep. each other. And then after after the bowl game, after, uh, you know, they had, they had Minnesota had beaten Syracuse, and I just I talked to him for a little bit after the game on the field, and I just said, I just want you to know as a, as a Minnesotan, you know, this program is not just in a regional spotlight. You have created something that is has a national brand, and people from Minnesota are proud, and, and alums are proud, and former players are proud to see what's going on. I mean, the state of the program when I grew up here was nothing like it is right now. And with success – comes a little bit of pressure, but pressure is a good thing. It, it forces you to change your best every day. Yeah. And uh, I, I, yeah, it's always watching it from afar, watching his energy, watching his enthusiasm, watching how much um, he preaches about culture and how important it is. It's the, the, the bloodline of a, of, a, of a program. It's not even a football program. It's a life program. And, you know, when you're on the outside, you're always like, well, you know, I wonder if that's if that's real. I yeah, wonder if that's a question I get the most from anybody. No question. You, you know? know, like, is that just a is facade? That him or you is know, it, yeah. and there's not been one day that I have come to work for him where I have not seen that energy or that pouring into the players, into the program that that he doesn't do on a consistent basis basis you know and he always tells tells me hey you don't have to match my energy but you got to have your own energy every single day and you got to make sure you're changing your best every day and I really believe this um he's he's got a a a great blueprint of what it's supposed to look like um I'm I'm very fortunate and blessed he hired me and I'm I think we will work very well I I I just there's a good vibe yeah. whenever I get to hang out with them and whenever we do things, even whether it be on the field, whether it be with recruits coming on campus, whether it be in a staff meeting, whether he comes into one of my meetings. It's just it's good vibes all the way around, and I'm I'm very excited because I know he can help me become a better a better teacher, a better coach, a better mentor, and I'm I'm really looking forward to that next challenge of my life. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing how it all unfolds. I'm excited for the uh, spring game coming up a week from Saturday, and then um, we'll get into summer workouts. And before you know it, Nebraska's going to be in town, and we'll be uh, kicking off this season. They will, indeed. That'll be a, a Thursday night 
uh, August 31st. And yeah. the reason I know that is because it's my son's birthday. So the very his birthday in Minnesota, he'll be seven. And then we're playing. And, of course, my old boss is now the defensive coordinator at Nebraska, uh, Tony White. That's right. So uh, yeah. it, that'll, be a, that'll, be a, that'll be a fun, fun first first go into Big Ten. Let's go get that one. But yes, there's, sir. there's more work to be done between now and then. Yes, sir. Tons of work. Yes, sir. Thanks for coming on. I kept you a little longer than we promised, but you're so good. We had to keep you on a little. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Yes, sir. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. There he is, the co-defensive coordinator of the Golden Gophers, the cornerbacks coach, Nick Monroe. It's episode 66. I hope you enjoyed hearing from and getting to know new Gopher co-defensive coordinator and cornerbacks coach, Nick Monroe. A lot of great stories, a lot of great insight into the maroon and gold. And a reminder, the annual spring game is Saturday, April 22nd at 11 o'clock. The Go Gopher Podcast Episode 66 is presented by Sunbelt Business Advisors and True North Mergers and Acquisitions. If you're buying or selling a business, visit sunbeltminnesota.com or tnma.com today. We're also partnered with Affinity Plus Federal Credit Union, a locally member-owned full-service financial invested in you. You can learn more at affinityplus.org slash gogophers. That's affinityplus.org slash gogophers. Check out their top-ranked mobile app as well. And we're also brought to you by State Farm Agent Tony Hoagland. Again, I'd invite you to listen to past podcasts. And right now, please be sure to click the subscribe button to the Go Gopher podcast. It's free to subscribe and free to listen at any time. And please share the link to the podcast with others so they can subscribe and listen as well. We'll talk again next week.